Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Welcome to the short series of conversations on emerging clean and clear through very valuable and oftentimes vulnerable seasons of transition. And one of the major things that we face in that process are relationships. And some of those relationships will end, some will mature, some will shift, and some are sent to seduce. Times of transition, my friends, are very, very key, but we wanna come through them clean and clear. So join me on this series of conversations And I pray that it is going to be of invaluable help to you as you continue to move forward with God. Love you all. All right, here we are, Clean and Clear 3.0. Now, I think this one, um, this aspect of moving through very valuable seasons of transition that can be very vulnerable Um, must include a little bit more conversation about relationships that need to shift. And this one uh, continues on with a little bit of what we've talked about, which is um, the way that we relate to others in authority. Because I think this has everything to do with us becoming proper authorities um, in God's kingdom in our own lives and moving with the Father and being able to be people um, who don't abdicate our authority, nor do we end up uh, becoming the exact thing that we said we didn't want to be, which is abusive authority, maybe from our past. But we have to remember there are spiritual um, laws, if you will, that are in place. And Romans 2, 1 through 4 says in the Amplified Classic, those whom we judge and condemn, we will habitually practice the very same things. This is why no matter how much we vow in our youth that we're not going to be like our parents, we can end up just like them. And yet we're blinded by bitter judgment. And we can't see that though it may not have the same outward expression, therefore we think we are better than others right? That somehow we are not capable of doing such horrendous things or uh, immoral things or whatever the case may be. We've set ourselves outside the gene pool of Adam. And what we've said is that there are sins I am just not capable of doing. I would never do these things. Well, if we believe the, the gospel, we all come in, my friends, out of the same gene pool the gene pool of Adam. And thank God we are now in the same gene pool as Christ because of God's doing, not because of our own. So if we leave improper judgments abounding inside of us because we've not matured or shifted in the way we relate to people in authority, we've run, we've uh, judged, we've remained bitter, we get stuck, we think we are, uh, you know, in a higher echelon. Uh, of person, and therefore I would never. But what can happen is, is that you don't become the authority that God has meant for you to be. Uh, You just simply are the opposite of 
the other person that you're judging or that you're bitter with or angry with or that you were hurt by or offended with. And you've said, I'll never be like them. So therefore, you will never do the things that they did. Well, come on now. We've got to recognize, right, that the goal isn't for you to be the opposite of them. The goal for the Father is for you to be who He made you to be, able to freely move about with Him. So the way you relate to people in authority, I mean, this has everything to do with walking in forgiveness, right? I mean, true biblical forgiveness. It's just so important. And so it can be, uh, it's definitely something I cannot, I cannot possibly cover uh, here just in a, in a short conversation, but I can at least awaken you to it, right? Because we, we have to recognize that sometimes, this isn't um, an improper judgment, this is just factual, is sometimes uh, people who are in authority, uh, who are great blessings to you when you are younger in the faith, that as you continue to mature, now again, this doesn't make you superior, this doesn't, it, it simply just means that you are maturing and the life of Christ in you is maturing, is that you will come to a place where you mature in your life with the Father, and they do not. And they are stuck more in an authority structure than they are in a maturing life with the Father. And when you begin to recognize that, of course there's going to be great opportunity for pride to swell within you. And again, you'll have to come through that, like all teenagers do. (laughs) Okay, right? Now stay with me. All teenagers come through the place where they think, I know better, right? Who are my parents? I mean, you know, like, I know they've been feeding me and taking care of me for years, (laughs) right? They've taught me how to use a fork and a spoon. Of course, they don't know how to use their computer, but, you know, so it's very easy, right? Because of the developmental process, maybe now's a good time, go back and listen to my series on developmental maturity markers, right? is to recognize you are moving through your process. And when that happens, when you are growing up, you will go from being a baby to a toddler, right? To a preteen, to a teen, to a young adult, to an adult, right? And then on into all the the different aspects of adulthood. So you have to recognize, right? That if you're going to move clean and clear through all of that movement, my friends, all that development, it would be wise to cling to the Lord. It would be wise to recognize that. Now, now listen to me. Experience is, I want to say this very forthrightly, experience is a magnificent teacher. Experiential living with the Father is absolutely paramount. There are things that you need to go through. You can't just look at other people and say, oh, they're stupid. Let me make a note so that I never do what they're doing. And if I make a note and I'm really, really on top of my game, I'll never make the same experience. Um, I'm sorry. I'll never make the same mistakes that they do. My friends, really? Come on. That, that is so hyper flesh is that all I need to do, right, to deal with the wildness of flesh within me is just make a note. 
make a note to never do those things because look what happens to those people who do those things. I mean, really, do we even need Christ? I mean, I get it that if I see a person just talking and talking and talking or losing their temper, let's say, in a corporate meeting, uh, in a strategy meeting, I might think to myself, wow, I hope I never do that. Let me make a note. What, what led to that, right? But to just think that I am not going to make that mistake just because I choose not to and because I make a note and because, you know, no, you're going to have to go through, right, getting delivered from something that's within you, right, just like everybody else. So we have to be careful and guard against thinking that somehow experience is the lowest form of education. Experience and living through things experientially that the Father is requiring is key and pivotal to your education as a son, to you maturing. So the way you relate to others in authority, okay, is going to have everything to do with how you navigate into your new levels of living as an authority. First, over yourself. This is a good place for me to interject and go back over if you're a member at my private Facebook group, The Producer's Way, and check out part of what I just shared uh, in this uh, most recent live, um, just back here in, in May. Um, and to, to listen there at the very beginning when I was talking about, you know, there's something afoot in God's holy house because God is on the move. Well, we're his holy house and there's something afoot inside of us. He's working in us for us to begin to take more authority over ourselves, right, than constantly judging other people in authority. Now, I definitely believe it's part of our growing up and maturing that you're going to have to face things about authority. And sometimes they can be so disillusioning, which I believe is fully necessary, because if you don't come out of your fantasy, if you're not disillusioned, then you probably can't come into the reality of how things really are. And there's so many nuances and so many layers of development that God brings to his life inside of you. There are things he's going to show you. He's going to say, watch this. Now watch. Do you see this right here? Right? It gets very specific. He'll tell you things. See, when you go with him and you continue on with him, there is the absolute privilege of the fellowship of his sufferings, the fellowship that comes when you endure the same way that Jesus did. That's what sufferings are. They're endurings. You don't run off. You don't shut down. You don't numb out. You stay and you go through those things as difficult as they are. The enemy forever wants you to get stuck in those nuances and those movements and and living through disillusionment, right? I would suggest don't make major life decisions in the midst of when all of this is snapping and breaking and being exposed, right? So it's just like if you could tell your teenager or go back and tell yourself as a teenager, look, it's going to be okay. (laughs) You're going to come through, right? Don't make all those stupid decisions between 16 and 25, okay? (laughs) Right? Then maybe you would, right? But that's part of what's made you who you are today also. 
But we get so inflamed in our teenage years of development. We become so embittered, right? I've made the statement before, it would have served me well if I had just obeyed my mom rather than judge her. Was she wrong about things? Yes. Did she do things she shouldn't have done? Yes. Did she omit doing things she should have done? Yes. But my friends, in the things that she was telling me to do, they would have been in my best interest. But because I thought, look at you, look at you, you're not even doing the things that you should do. Why should I have to follow you? And in my anger and in my bitterness, right, I opposed my own self in proving to her, right, that I wasn't going to, you know, obey her uh, because, you know, she wasn't even doing the things that she should do, right? But if just blindly I had done what my mom told me, if I had stayed the course, right, it would have, <laughs> it would have been better in the sense that I would not have let bitterness fuel me for years and years that was directed towards uh, my mom, my dad, um, through people who had hurt me. And so when we give power over to people who have harmed us and hurt us, and therefore we start making decisions to spite other people, you can see where this is going. You can see it, right? And you go through the disillusionment, you go through the bitterness, the resentment, that they're so wrong, right? And therefore, guess what bitterness does? Then it justifies my wrongdoing, right? Because of their wrongdoing. And this is when we realize, wait just a minute. <laughs> That's probably how they got where they are, right? They judged others, right? Began to self-indulge. Now here I am judging them for their self-indulgence. And now guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to end up self-indulging, right? So we see that the the cycles and the patterns of flesh and bitterness, all of that continues. I would have done better to just, right? But then I think when I hear myself say that, I say, wait just a minute. It's required everything to bring me to the place that I am now. So I don't live in regret, but I am just saying that it is a, it is a very necessary part of our growth spiritually for us to realize that shifting in relationships with authority um, are so very key. So I, I, I want to bring this to a close. Let me, let me say a couple other things. So we realize, okay, that when we're progressing, we realize, you know, that when we're a baby, when we're a toddler in the faith, authority is everything. We think we've found the people that, you know, they're so awesome and it's true. They are, right? And they bring us so much nurture and care and, and that to almost to the point that we can become goo-goo over them, right? They're just so amazing, so amazing, so amazing. But, you know, when you start to hit age 10, 12, 13, and you are developing, this is what I want you to catch when when you are developing, think about when you're a kid or if you have a kid and you watch them and you're like, whoa, they've just gone from always being glad to be with me, wanting time with me, all of that. Just, oh, uh, my, you know, the authorities in my life are so amazing. I'm so blessed to have them. 
And then one day they're walking with you and they're like, wait just a minute. What did they just do? What did they just say? Did they just fudge a little bit on that? Did they just tell a white lie? What, what was that? What was that? You know, right? And they begin to see the human frailties or the glaring sins of those. And why? Because they are growing up. You do know your parents could have been lying for years and you didn't see it, hear it, didn't have the developmental you know, acumen to catch it. And because you're growing up, then you start to see things. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You start to see things differently. You begin to perceive things differently. And you might be, you know, calling an orange an orange. Okay. You might just be discerning that exactly what you just saw is exactly what just happened. Right. There's, there's, there's something that happens because you are growing up and things are going to get clearer to you. Now to stay clean is going to be ooh, a very important thing, right? Because at this point in your development, you've begun to grow. Okay. Let's now, now liken this unto when you're a kid and then when you're, you know, spiritually maturing also kind of let these parallel each other. You know, when you were first born again and you're at church and they're pouring into you, pouring into you, pouring into you, right? It's fantastic and it's necessary. And then you're like, oh, I love the DNA of this place, this, this people, you know, and you begin to want to be a part of family functions. You want to help. You want to help set the table. You know, you want to help, you know, um, work, right? You're strongly identifying with your family culture and the ways of your family. Then you hit those adolescents, uh, adolescent and teenage years, and then you start to like, you know, you know it all, and you've got a better way of doing things. And again, you begin to see authorities' faults and where they could do better, and why aren't they taking my opinions? And when now remember, that's because you're actually growing up. Okay, you're growing, and you're about to hit some, you're about to hit some growth spurts and some growth pains, right? And then eventually, and I've said it before, as you begin to mature, now you don't know everything, but you are starting to know some things more. You begin to realize everybody's human. Everybody has flesh. I don't care how anointed they are. I don't care what they've done for you earlier in life. Yes, they fed you. They loved you. They protected you. They poured into you, right? Right. But guess what? Everybody has flesh. I don't care who they are. And if it is not being dealt with, as God has given by the power of the cross, the inner workings of Holy Spirit, and by their choice to put it down, right, and not indulge it, right? How I many of you know? There it's going to be. And it's going to show up. And there you are <laughs> in your, uh, you know, quote, teenage years and, and what's happening. You're like, hey, hey, why are you doing that? Hey, what about that? You know, you, you begin to find resentment stirring in you. Now, here comes your maturity is, are you going to take on the ways of your father, right? Not just respond humanly, if you will, right? But are you going to deal with those things forthrightly as your father gives to you? First, taking it to him. Secondly, now, based on what he's showing you, right? Beginning to deal with those things, whether that's by, open conversations with timing and wisdom? Is it bringing things out into the light, right? Are you allowing him to deal with you, 
right? And and is there the opportunity for there to be real true resolve, not for your will or the other person's will, but for the Father's will? Because trust me, God's not asking us to live in dysfunctional systems. He's not dysfunctional. But oh, how we miss him and we misrepresent him when we think the Christian thing to do is just act like this isn't happening. I guess it's okay with God if this happens, you know, because don't touch God's anointed and all this kind of stuff. It's like, hold up just a minute. Okay. Hold up. Before this person is the anointed, uh, they are a person before God. Okay. Now there are ways in the kingdom to bring things into the light, to face things, to address things. There is proper order. But when we are young in the faith, teenagers in the faith, if you will, we're on our way to adulthood, right? Things can get a little bit messy. But the one thing I want to say to you is do not get stuck in your own things in trying to address everybody else's things. Because this is about moving clean and clear. So there's a great process that begins to happen when there's humbling and hubris. You know what hubris is? H-U-B-R-I-S. It's pride. When there is humbling and hubris simultaneously, right, happening. But one thing I can say to you is that having learned from many mistakes of my own, and you will make your own, and they will be great teachers to you. They will not have the final say-so over your life, right? You are going to learn to move with the Father. You are going to come out of adolescent fantasy thinking. You're going to come out of stuck places of arrested development. You're going to come out of, I pray, bitter judgments. And you're going to realize that the Father is well able to move you through, right? Because we've been talking about relationships. Relationships that need to end. Relationships that need to mature. Relationships that need to shift. And in the next episode, because I didn't plan on this one going as long as I did, but I wanted to be as thorough as I could in, in this short period of time. But in the next one, it's going to be on relationships that are sent to seduce when we leave things during transition, unresolved, uncrucified, and unjudged. And let me tell you, my friends, I can't keep you from these things just by telling you my experiences. And my experiences are not doctrine. They just simply are my experiences. And I can say to you that when things are left unjudged, unresolved, uncrucified, it is a playground for the enemy. And my friends, it is possible for you to become more offensive than anything that's ever offended you. For you to become offensive right? For you to find yourself going down a path you never imagined as you stood as, you know, someone who was bitter over the maybe very true uh, injustices of authority. But my friends, the Father, through the finished work of Jesus on the cross, through the person and power of Holy Spirit, has a way for you to keep moving through. I don't know what everybody else will do. Uh, there are still people out there misbehaving. There are still people out there lying and deceiving, right? That's why you may have to end those relationships and keep moving, right? I want you to see this. So I pray that this has been eye-opening 
right, to you. I pray that this may have helped you to identify, listen to me carefully, that the reason that you're recognizing more and more things, okay, it's not so you can take everybody to task. It's not so you can go off in pride, right? It's because you're actually growing up. And the whole way you interact with people of authority has everything to do with you becoming the person of authority that God has determined that you will be. So it is very, very important how you move through these seasons. So there you have it. I've got to stop. It's gone much longer than I thought today, but I pray you've stayed with it. Even if you had to listen to it uh, on, um, you know, two drives, uh, two times in the car, whatever you've had to do, these are very important things for our development and our movement with him because my friends whew, something's afoot in his holy house god is on the move let's stay with him love you all for more information on nancy please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com